name is Kip Harry, Conference Director at Cambridge Health Tech Institute, and today we have a special podcast for the upcoming Chemical Biology for Target Validation Meeting, part of the 14th Annual World Preclinical Congress, this June 10 to 12 in Boston. We're happy and excited to have one of our speakers during the event uh, joining us via phone. We have Gabriella Kiosis. Gabriella, how are you today? Good, thank you. So, Gabriella, your work focuses on utilizing innovative chemical tools to manipulate the chronic stress chaperone. There are significant interests in targeting the stress chaperone in drug development. Can you share with us how you've seen this field evolve over the past few years? I think this is a beautiful example in which chemical biology has played a significant role. As you may know, chaperones are expressed in all cells. They're one of the most abundant proteins, and therefore it has been really overlooked for many years until early 90s when serendipitous discovery of a small molecule has started uh, what I will call it has been the initiation of drug development efforts in this field. It has taken a long time because it's very difficult to understand, or has been difficult to understand, how to develop drugs for chaperones. And that is really has taken a lot of uh, trial and error to really appreciate that there is a difference between these chaperones in normal cells versus stress cells, or especially the most understood cancer cells. And I think this realization is going to change how we really develop drugs in this field. Once we understand that we need to target not HSP-90 or HSP-70, but the stress complexes that these chaperones have or incorporating in these disease cells. So you've mentioned that the concept of targeting stressed chaperones as a therapeutic strategy has been around for a a little while now, and and certainly there are a lot of clinical trials on the way. So can you share with us what we've actually learned during this time? Well, what we have learned, I think, is really that there are no two HSP-90 inhibitors that are the same, although it has been appreciated that these inhibitors, at least those that have reached clinical uh, studies, are binding to the internal pocket of HSP-90. However, it has been appreciated even from preclinical animal studies that their therapeutic index, their retention in tumor, their efficacy, it's quite different. And that has been even more so seen in the clinical studies where, again, they had different toxicity profiles and also the different efficacy. And I think now the field is trying to appreciate that and and trying to see that uh, perhaps it is not sufficient to talk or put all the HSP-90 inhibitors in one bag, that you really have to differentiate them based on these understanding and really take forward the ones that, as I said, are focusing or have the specificity for, at least in cancer, these stress tumor HSP-90 complexes because these will provide a higher therapeutic index, uh, will provide a better so you can give more to the patient, you get a better target engagement, you will achieve a better efficacy. And not only that, but you will be able to combine them with current therapies, which ultimately will be the strategy in cancer, at least a curative strategy in cancer. 
Let's talk about some of the tools that have come on board, including those from your lab. So what tools have recently been developed that are advancing this drug discovery space? Well, I can talk about what we have done. We, uh, Because we appreciated this difference, we took advantage of the small molecules that are uh, specifically binding to the stress uh, chaperone, so far the HSP9 incorporating stress chaperone complexes. And we took advantage of that to develop diagnostics uh, for the development of the uh, therapeutics. So based on this principle that they bind specifically to the HSP9 in a tumor, but not in a normal tissue. We have developed a PET-based imaging assay, so we can use this as a means for patient enrichment. We can use this as a means to measure in real time in individual tumors tumor concentrations of our HSP-90 inhibitor, and this is uh, this is not sci-fi. I mean, <laughs> this is incorporated currently in our clinical studies of uh, our HSP-90 inhibitor called PUH-71. We have spent, based on understanding these differences, and quite a great effort not only to develop drugs, but also to develop ways in which we can stratify patients, we can understand tumor engagement, and also based on these strategies, how, how best to design combinations that will take advantage of the HSP-90 therapies to, to make curative uh, therapies. Gabrielle, I'm going to ask you now about mm. some of the remaining challenges in this space. Even with the tools and new tools on board, what are some of the challenges that are still being faced? And also, I'm curious as to what has hindered FDA approval of some of these drugs? In my opinion, it has been, once again, the inability to stratify patients. I think it's a misconception that all tumors are the same and all tumors are addicted to, let's say, HSP-90 complex. And that is something that, as you may know, there is no uh, therapy or very few therapies that have been successful, especially targeted therapies, where there was no knowledge of the patient population that you should apply these therapies. Any other challenges? Think of? Well, other challenges, as I said, has been the inability of knowing how to develop these inhibitors for the stress HSP9. As you know, classically, drug discovery it's to develop a drug that binds to a protein, right? You do your development, you make a compound, you do SAR against the protein, and then you move it forward. Well, what we have learned is. What you want to bind, it's not the protein. You want to bind the complexes. And it has to be appreciated that binding to a complex is different from binding to a protein. The conformation, the affinity of, of these complexes versus that of the protein itself is very different. So let's talk about your upcoming lecture. You're giving a lecture mm-hmm. during the upcoming Chemical Biology for Target Validation meeting. That's June 10 to 11 in Boston. So what do you hope to convey to attendees during this lecture? A bit of a summary of what we were talking so far, and that is how through the understanding the differences between the housekeeping chaperone and the stress chaperone, we can uh, develop these rational therapies, rational implementation from understanding the mechanism to diagnostics and drugs that target the chaperone. And I will discuss not only about uh, strategies that incorporate HSP90 complexes, but also those in incorporating, for example, HSP-70 complexes or specific HSP-90 paralogs. 
So finally, I'd like your thoughts on the future of targeting the stress chaperone. So where do you think the greatest opportunities are in this space? For cancer, I believe there will be a subset. I mean, there is a subset of tumor where a single agent will be possible. For others, strategies, well-designed combination therapies that take advantage of the dependence of tumors on these uh, chaperone complexes uh, will, will be, as I said, the way to go towards curative therapy. I don't believe that in cancer. I think the field is trying to understand that for targeted therapies, single agent is not the most optimal way to go. I mean, there are responses, but there is the emergence of resistance. Or there's Cancer is a very heterogeneous uh, disease, so you have to combine several strategies for curative options. I think with that, Gabriela, we'll wrap up. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thanks very much for your time. I certainly look forward to your upcoming presentation during the Chemical Biology for Target Validation meeting. For those of you listening, thanks very much for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you at the conference. Goodbye.